Hello. Hello. Welcome to Horror Galore, the podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Chelsea. And yeah, here we are to talk about all things spooky. All things spooky. Yes, very spooky. So, so, before we get into what's going on. What's been going on with you? Well, since the last time we recorded, I have moved my furniture into my fiance's house. Okay. So that was stressful. And I have been actually watching Criminal Minds for the first time ever. That's, oh no, I'm thinking of Mindhunter. The one with Mandy Patinkin? Uh, Inigo Montoya? Uh, no. Wait, hang on. You have to, hold on. I immediately thought of Mindhunter. It's, I know, it's definitely I, not. I know Criminal Minds, but I've never watched it. So, yeah, so I've been watching it, and apparently they're, like, in season 25 or whatever the fuck it is, and um, I really love this show, and I avoided it for a really long time, because any time I would turn it on, it would just happen to be, like, at, on one of the most traumatic episodes possible mm. in, the, in the highest tension point of the episode. Like, I think the first time I ever turned it on, it was this guy, like careening down the highway in his jeep and everything and his family screaming at him in the back seat like please stop the car and everything and they're clear the police are clearly after him and then he like crashes his car and everything and then he's like my family's in the car because he gets out of the car and everything and they're like your family's dead you shot them and then it is goes this just to, a random episode that you turned on yeah, yeah i literally turned it on like just turned on the tv at one point i was at my friend's house or something and they were like we're gonna turn on criminal minds and like turn Turn that shit on, and I, Jen's like, and it goes is, through this, this entire, it goes through this entire montage of this guy literally gunning down his wife and two young daughters, and I was like, what the fuck? And so I just, ne I didn't want to watch it because I was like, this isn't, this isn't horror. Like this is like real scary. Like, Jen's like, this is too much. This is too intense. But then somehow re remembers the entire plot of the episode. I did because it was so intense. But uh, but yeah. So I finally. Um, I finally sat down because Amanda wanted to rewatch the rest of the series, my lovely memoir, and um, I sat down with her and we started. We started watching it, and I really like it. But there are times where it gets really sad. But I think like the the episode I saw was like later on in the series when they started getting more edgy. Yeah, because the first season is not that intense. Why do I keep thinking of, like, that one old show that, like, takes place in a courtroom a lot of the time? Which one, like, Jag or Law and no. Order? Law and Order! Oh You're my god! About this, and I'm just imagining Law and Order. Which Law and Order? No, it's like Jerry Orbach is just, you know, Lumiere is gonna get you, you fucking criminal. Like, I don't know why I'm sitting here thinking of that, but... Hmm. Cool. And, uh, cool. Yeah, I've really been wanting to watch. Um, oh, I wanted to watch Prodigal Son on Fox. It's oh, like, yeah, with Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. He plays the serial killer, and yeah. his son is like an up and come. I don't know what else the fuck the guy has been, and I just know Michael Sheen's in it, so I was like yeah. sold. I just saw, I just saw the, <laughs> the trailer for that, and I was like, oh hey, look, it's a zero fail. It's evil a zero fail. It's evil that one vampire from Twilight. Michael Sheen has a chameleon face. Have you noticed that? No, he always looks Look, like Michael Sheen to me. No, he does not. 
<laughs> look up Michael Sheen and like look at him like his like Google images and just see look at his face in different movies. He does not look like Michael Sheen in any like okay. from one role to the other. You're gonna have to make a PowerPoint here. Okay, I will make a PowerPoint <laughs> here. When I first saw the trailer for Good Omens, I was like, Oh, it's Simon Pegg <laughs> And then I was like, Wait, Oh Simon my god, Pegg's... they do look alike. You yeah. just shattered some glass in my head right there. And I was like, Oh look, it's Simon Pegg. He looks a little strange, but yeah, I can see Simon Pegg. I just in this realized role. that if Simon Pegg dressed up as Michael Sheen and Michael Sheen dressed up as thing. Simon Pegg that would be the funniest well, shit. Here's the thing. Michael <laughs> Sheen, I think, has even gone on Twitter and like made jokes about how people thought that it was Simon Pegg from the trailer. Oh my god, he totally looks like Simon yeah. Pegg and I never thought of that. Yeah. Oh my god, and they have a very similar acting style too. Yeah. Well They kinda do. I'm trying to think. I haven't I don't know if I've seen Michael Sheen in many comedies though. But like but like I really feel like that's how Simon Pegg would be. Yeah. In, like, dramatic... Speaking of Simon Pegg, I've been watching The Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal. It's still creepy. Oh! Oh! Wait, it's the Netflix show? Yeah, so here's the thing. Okay. So when I was younger, my dad was like, you love the Muppets, you love Jim Henson, so we gotta watch this shit, because it's amazing, and I saw it when it came out in the theaters, and my dad, like, really talked this up, like, a huge... And I was a teenager at the time, and I was like, Dark Crystal... I'd heard him talk about it growing up, so we watched the 1982 Dark Crystal, which apparently everyone forgot it exists because all of my clients are like, what's the Dark Crystal? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I had no idea what the Dark Crystal yeah, was. Yeah, so apparently this is, I didn't realize this was a cult thing. Amanda and I both I, realized yeah. it was a cult thing at the same time, but we just both happened to grow up with it in the household. Was it in like the 80s? 82. Okay. It came out in 82. So, like, almost not even the 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is back in the 80s when they still hadn't cut their hair. Like... Because <laughs> I noticed the people that were really, really super into it are my friends that are, like, in their mid-30s. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe this was something on when they were a kid in, like, the late 80s or something like that. But my I had no idea. was 32 when okay, it came yeah. out. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, no, we gotta watch this. And then we watched it, and I was just like... Everything in this is ugly. Yeah, like, so, everything so in this is hideous. And I, I know that's an unpopular opinion. They really made the designs look better <laughs> now. Like, a little, like, just enough. Like, Deet, the character like, Deet, like the little ugly. green. But, like, the little green one that, who lives in the cave, she looks super cute and doll-like. But all of the rest of them, I'm like, meh. So I had no idea what this was. I just knew people were talking about it on Facebook. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Everyone's talking about it. Maybe it's the next new, like, Stranger Things or something. So then I go on Netflix, and I was like, oh, Dark Crystal. So I went, and I played, like, the automatic trailer. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck is this Gremlins-looking shit? It literally looks <laughs> like, all, like, this is a thousand years. Santa's been gone that long. <laughs> and all the elves have created different societies. <laughs> And they were then taken over Rogue by the Stexies. Like, I think that, like, literally headcanon accepted in my head right there. I mean, I've heard great things. I just honestly have not really had a desire to watch it. Justin's obsessed with it right now. Hmm. It's cute. Like, it's cool. Like, no, it's got yeah. a good story. Like, because, I mean, most of the stuff that, that uh, now, I guess now it's Brian Henson, but most of the stuff that the Muppets Workshop puts out is really good. So, it's... It's it's good, but I just I cannot get over some of the the. <sighs> it's like, so weird. They have they have human, like like human ish faces. Like they they don't look like they're regular puppets. They so, look like skin, but it's still like their mouths are moving anime style. So so <laughs> <And> like <laughs> so maybe it's like the uncanny valley, like phenomenon that's getting to you. The uh, what? 
So, like, the Uncanny Valley? Like, like when something, like, looks human, but it's, like, not quite right, and it, like, freaks yes. people out. Yes. Like, yeah. it, that, that weirds me out. Yeah. I also really hate the one Skeksis, like, the, the evil bird things. The, the, okay, so the, the villains are these evil turkeys that are dressed really elaborately. Evil turkeys. <laughs> they're just, like, they literally look like some bird that just got, like, if you... If you mixed, if Jeff Goldblum turned into a bird, like in the fly, uh, like that's kind of, okay. we're approaching what it looks like. But one of them, I can't even look at the screen when this particular one is on because it has pustules ugh, on its face ugh. and they're oozing the Ew. whole time. And I'm like, here's the thing. I watch Dr. Pimple Popper. I have no clue why this particular one ugh. freaks me out, but I cannot even, I can't watch this. Ugh. I will watch videos of... Cis getting lanced. I will watch videos <laughs> of surgery. No. I, I cannot watch no. this character. And, like, literally everyone in the room with me when I was watching it are like, really, you can't watch this? I'm like, I hate, I hate everything that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But what have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm watching behind my eyelids. Cis getting lanced. <laughs> It's on TLC now. Okay, but you know, here's the thing. The reason why it's so vivid in my mind is because I was Googling, uh, or YouTubing, uh, today, like, how to treat cystic acne because something I've been dealing with for, like, months now, and it was coming oh, up how in, sad like, for the... You. It was... <laughs> Fuck off. I had it all the time when I was 12 all over my body. Um, I'm that person now. Any, anyway. Uh, changing gears. What have I been watching? Um, I... I'm not watching anything I watched Fruits Basket the first season ended I'm, I'm still kind of reluctant to watch it <laughs> Jenna's like here I'm watching all these like real life shows and I'm like anyway Fruits Basket no no it's like I had I had my own Fruits Basket when I was younger and no. I'm being that person about it <laughs> um so there was that um I saw Shane Dawson's putting out another Jeffree Star video. I know, right? It looks... No, the, the trailer looked the so trailer good. Looks really, here's the thing. The trailer is, like, super dramatic, but I guarantee it's going to be an hour of them fucking around. I'm I'm still... I'm on board for either <laughs> I know. one, honestly. I know. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that because, as I've talked about probably in every other episode we've recorded so far, how much I love Shane Dawson videos. <laughs> Shane Dawson is very endearing. And when you put him up next to Jeffree Star, he somehow manages to make Jeffree Star endearing. Here's the thing. I am... I'm a Jeffree Star fan. I know that he's controversial, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I have really developed... I used to not care for him, and I really kind of developed a, a genuine love for him over the past couple mm, years. Yeah. Well, because, like, he's now in his 30s. Like, obviously, he's... Yeah. Yeah, like, if you watch the first thing, he's just like, yeah, I was, like, kind of a shit... Like, I was just... Yeah. angry all the time yeah, I was just yeah. angry at everything and I'm like I feel that like <laughs> yeah the the one thing that made me like ugh eye roll a little bit is I watched his extreme anti-aging video and he and he, he put it out like two years ago or something <laughs> and Jeffrey Star's 32 years old yeah when he put this video out he was 30 he literally said I just turned 30 people are asking me if I've somehow rewound the clock look at me I've got no fine lines and I'm like bitch Phil. you're 30 <laughs> guys this is a horror podcast so yeah this is a horror podcast <laughs> Podcast. Um, the real horror is uh, Chelsea's skincare. And the real horror <laughs> is getting older. Life is fleeting. <laughs> but you can stave off that horror by putting a bunch of shit on by your face. By giving Sephora all of your money. All of your money. 
<laughs> or doing like the things like anytime I see one of the beauty gurus post like an Instagram video of them getting a facial, I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Like it's just they're pouring like gold rubber on their face. <laughs> like, gold this, rubber. I'm gonna roll a jade stone over. <laughs> like what the fuck is this? I oh, know I have that jade roller. Oh my god. That was only $20. <laughs> or the gua sha thing, or whatever the heck. I don't know how to pronounce that. Don't even try to correct me on this. Um, also, announcement, we do have an Instagram page now. Uh, at Hora Galora. And it is... Uh, is that going to still record? H-O-R-R-A. Sorry. Hang on. Back up. H-O-R-R-A. And it's like galore, but just instead of an galore. E, it's hora galora. Hora galora. G O L R A. No, no, galora. Oh, G A L O R A. We are the worst at plugging our own shit. Oh my god, we're, we'll get better at this. We'll get better at this. It's fine. It's fine. But okay. yeah, so that's our Instagram. If you want to just rewind that and decipher what the fuck I just said. <laughs> They have already turned off by now. <laughs> They've straight up turned it off. Like, these bitches are talking about skincare. What the hell? Just No, like, thank you. I'm going back to Lab's <laughs> podcast on the left where the men are. Thank you. Like, oh, these, these influencers. <laughs> right, these fucking influencers. It's basically scream queens in a podcast. No, I'm joking. I wish I was an influencer. They get paid bank. They really do. Do you know how much like Tassie Westbrook makes? It's insane. I don't want to know how much. <laughs> I don't want to know either. I didn't look it up. <laughs> why, did you, why did you say it? Well, no, because here's the thing. Like, she's constantly wearing, like, fucking Gucci. Right. And, like, she did, like, a tour of her house. I'm like, okay, you live in L.A. Like, clearly you yeah. have money if you have, like, more than 20 square foot. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, like, all YouTubers <laughs> do. They live in, like, mansions and. Yeah, and Jeffree Cal- Star's yeah. just like, I live in Calabasas, hi. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where he Calabasas lives, is. He lives, like, next door to the Kardashians. <laughs> I know, right? He lives in the same neighborhood. Like, he literally did, like, a... He, just, like, drives past, and he's like, oh, there's Kim. <laughs> there's Kim, hi, Kim. Or, like, when... Like, he'll, he'll always, like, call them out when, like, a cheating scandal comes out, and he goes, I saw the people in your driveway. <laughs> like, he'll be like, what the hell? Like, you're hiding shit? You have neighbors. He did, like, a, he did a whole thing on Snapchat for that. Wow. It was funny as hell. But, anyway, so you're watching Shane Dawson videos. Really? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm... Well, I'm also almost done with Vox Machina. I've also shouted that mm-hmm. out last time. I've got two episodes left. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's what's taking up my time right now. For sure, man. For sure. Well, on this episode, now that we've gotten past the intro, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of one of my favorite horror films. It's not just because it's Australian. It's because it's so... It's just, like, weirdly, like relatable, I think, uh, for a lot of a lot of mums out there. We're going to say mums in this episode because it's Australian. No, joking. Mum. Uh, we're going to talk about the Babadook. The Babadook! Babadook. Babadook. But, um, so, this was one of the ones that we mentioned in the mm-hmm. trial sode that we were thinking of doing. Mm-hmm. 
And I think we were just like, well, let's just fucking jump into it because it's ripe for material to talk about. It's, I think, a, like if there's like a film as literature class, mm, yeah, this has to be one of the ones that would be, if you did a horror film as literature, this would, I mean, it's, it it's low hanging it fruit. It's so easy. different genres, actually. So different. So many different genres. It would tie into, you could, it's just ripe for discussion. I think so. Mm-hmm. Except I didn't rewatch it. That's okay. <laughs> Jen came over tonight and I was like, anyway, full disclosure, I did not watch this film. I didn't rewatch it either. I didn't. Re- oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I saw it a few years ago, so it's been a hot minute. But I, I assumed it. you watched it recently. No, I saw it like a year ago. Okay. Then we'll both be talking very vaguely <laughs> about this. No, I, no this. I, I really, I remember it. It really stuck okay. in my memory because I was just like, there's so many unsettling yeah. scenes in it. So, one of the popular things to talk about in regards to the Babadook, obviously, which is going to be the main point of this entire show, is how the Babadook is clearly a gay icon. Actually, no, we're not going to And talk. he's in a relationship <laughs> with Pennywise. What? Yeah. I'm so happy for you that. You heard this, right? Really? Pennywise, no. Oh my god. Yes, like, okay, when the Babadook came out, what? all over Tumblr, I will show you images. People were drawing fan art of Pennywise and the Babadook. As a gay, as a gay icon couple, were they having sex in these families? Uh, no, they were like holding hands and and like um, holding balloons. It's and, Tumblr, like, so it's a fair question. <laughs> it 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 made its way to Twitter. It became pretty mainstream. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. It was like a legitimate thing. I completely was aware of the Babadook gay icon thing. Yeah. I had no clue yeah. about the Pennywise yeah. crossover. People were literally drawing okay. fan art of Pennywise and the Babadook. Just just being Can gay someone lovers. like. Can someone, like, get that and frame that for me? Like, <laughs> Post-show, I will show you some oh of the fan arts. Gosh. We're going to have to put that on the Instagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have... I'm looking forward to that. Um, but no, that's not actually what we're really going to talk about, because although there is... You know, he lives in a closet. I The one argument I found more compelling for me was... Um, oh, wait, this is serious? <clears throat> huh. Like, he's ser- like, seriously, like, a gay icon? Yeah, I'm not joking. Like, okay. This was a real thing. Like, it was, like, an allegory for being in the closet and uh, stuff like that. Or, like, they didn't want to talk about gayness, like, but I'm like... Okay. The episode had, to me at least, I think there are several horror films that do go, that would work a lot better with that angle. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the LGBTQ angle. But um, I think for me, what really stuck in my head, because after I watched it, I ended up looking this up, like... Is this a thing? Because it, it's what struck me as the main point of the film was genuine disappointment in motherhood and untreated postpartum depression. Mm, yeah. Because her husband dies in a car accident. Like, when she's in labor her. on the way to the hospital. Oh. Oh, yeah. so that, like, adds a whole other level of probably, like, resentment towards her child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, like, and his birth is just completely traumatic for her. But um, before I get into that, what was the angle you were going to go with? Um, okay, I wasn't going for an angle necessarily, but like what I yeah. liked a lot about the film was how very, um, how, how similar it is to the German Expressionism okay. uh, genre. Are you, are you familiar with German Expressionism? No. Okay, so think Tim Burton. Okay. So it was it was a movement um, in like the nineteen 
40s, I think. We studied this in my film class in Ed Lemon Wood, but um, it was a, a, a movement in film that focused on, like, um, very harsh shadows, very, like, like um, slanted angles, like, Wait. jagged. Did did it also, like, was it also as far back as the silent film era, like the, the, the Cabinet Nosferatu. of Dr. Caligari? Yes. The Cabinet of Dr. The ca- Caligari. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Nosferatu. Okay. Those are two German expressionist films. Okay, then I'm more familiar with it yes. than I thought. Okay. I just didn't put, like, a name it to ve- it. It very much deals with, like, madness. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, that would be an episode all in itself. Yeah. About anyway, but we'll put that on the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, I do remember when I was looking back at the film, I was like, that has a very like like <clears throat> expressionist sort of like feel to it, and it does. Like everything, it does. everything is harsh shadows. You don't always see the monster. It's, things everything are kind is, of cartoonish. Yes, and that's that's bit. another um um style of it is like exaggerated. Yeah, like sets mm-hmm. and scenery and stuff like that. And and the Babadook is really. Like, like fits that, and beautifully exaggerated cheekbones in uh, the form of Essie Davis. Is Amelia? Oh, okay. She has like the best cheekbones. Of like, I look at her face because she has like that beautiful, like diamond-shaped face, and I'm mm. just like, <gasps> she has like the perfect. Like, I just want to do her makeup. You can see oh. like the cheekbones right here. Every time I see her, I just want to do her makeup, like because it's just a perfect. I love diamond-shaped faces. They are so you could highlight for days. Oh my god, sorry. I think about this a lot. I want to do the exact same thing with Justin, because he has, like, the best cheekbones. Mm. He will not let me do his makeup. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I found that really interesting, but we can talk about... That's more of, like, the aesthetic of it. I'm a very aesthetic person. Oh, absolutely, and the aesthetic can carry part of the story. So, like, like with the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, mm-hmm. where the entire film is the um, delusion or hallucination mm-hmm. or a detachment of reality from a patient in a mental yeah. hospital, it actually kind of fits in with the angle that I'm going with today on depression in motherhood, mm-hmm. disappointment in motherhood, and kind of losing losing your mind a little bit to mental yeah. illness and kind of denying it. Because in, um, at one point, okay, so we're going to describe, for those of you who have not seen The Babadook, we're going to just briefly describe the plot. There's a spoiler alert here. So if you don't want any spoilers, go watch it and then come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so it's about this woman who, when she went into labor with her son, <clears throat> who's about six now, she gets into a car accident. Her husband, who's driving, they get into a car accident. And so she has to give birth. Her husband died in a car accident. And she just this completely traumatic, life-changing event. So um, over the years, it's kind of become clear that she has very untreated and denied grief and depression Mm -hmm. in a way. Like, it's not complete. I wouldn't say denied. But it is kind of pushed under the back burner a lot. It's like almost no level of self-care is even possible. Excuse me. Goodness. My pink drink is getting to me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she's how can you how can you um, take care of your depression when you're taking care of a oh uh, yeah a child a, a child a and a mother. difficult child a difficult child you're a single mother and probably how she behaves toward her child is not helping the child in the structure she's yeah. she, she's very permissive like permissive in that way that it's almost like dismissive mm-hmm. she's not a bad person it's made very clear that she's not a bad person and she's trying her best she doesn't but know how to be a mother she doesn't in any way know how to be a mother and no one's really taught her to it's like everyone around her is like just get a grip continue on when that's not always possible for people and she just throughout it uh she doesn't know what to do so uh one night because she reads stories to her son who keeps complaining that there's a monster in the house she finds a book to read or i think he wants her to read the book called the babadook and it's a bright red book no clue how she didn't notice that Cinema Sins guy was right on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> although, like, I mean, when you're when you have a kid, like they their little kid book library builds up very quickly. Here's the thing: my, when my nephew was like two, I got him a book for his birthday, and then when he turned three, I got him that same book for his birthday without realizing it. And when I went to his birthday party, like I had his present, I set it down, I went up to his room, and I was looking at his bookshelf, and I saw the book there on his bookshelf, and I was like. I got him that book last year. Oh, no. Literally, they opened it, and we were all watching him open presents, and my brother and his wife opened it, and they're like, oh, look, Gabriel, this looks really good. So they didn't realize it either. So, point of this story <laughs> is that we can't blame the mother for not noticing this book. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is huge and bright red, so that does kind of dock points off in that <laughs> direction. But, but yeah, your your kid will have so many books by the time they're six months old. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Because like, I'm, I'm the aunt that's like, I'm going to get you books and teach you about witchcraft. Right? <laughs> Here you go, buddy. <laughs> um, Be nice to animals. Um, but, yeah. So, they read this book, and it is a pop-up book. And throughout the book, it's like, it's like you can't get rid of this monster and everything. You can't get rid of the Babadook. Is it, is it just me or the way she says Babadook? Like... It's an it, accent, it, like I, the Babadook. Yeah, the way she Babadook, says it, yeah. I'm like, I can't decide if I love it or if it, like, irks me. But when she says it, I get this, like, weird knee-jerk reaction to, I'm like, what is this feeling? Pronounce it in American. I am watching you in an American household. <laughs> but, <coughs> but, tickle in my throat, I need more pink drink. But anyway, so, I think it's definitely, like, a... A British and Australian English thing because I think the double O has a more consistent sound in those countries. It's like, uh. Yeah, uh. Yeah. Uh. Like whether it's in a look or, it's in, or when it, whether it's in a thought or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. Babadook. Yeah. I think I quoted that right. Don't this correct me. This is a linguistics <laughs> podcast. <laughs> is that the right word? I really hope it was the right word. I don't know. Linguistics. Yeah. What is it? Linguistics. Linguist, this is a linguistics podcast. Um, I'm JR and she's talking. Um, <laughs> that was a funny joke. Don't tell me otherwise. <laughs> anyway. Um, so in this book, um, it's the a mother and son are terrorized by this creature called the Babadook. And it gets to the point where um, this woman throughout the book, like she skips ahead because she's like, what the fuck am I reading to my child? The woman kills her son, her dog, and then herself, slits her own throat. Mm-hmm. 
And so she, like, freaks out, and, like, she tries multiple ways to get rid of this damn book. Meanwhile, her child is a living terror. He's pretty terrible. He's, uh, and obviously it's one of those things where, like, and I really think they did a great, Jennifer Kent, the director of this movie, so not only is it starring a woman, but it's directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. So, cool. That's awesome. That is automatically um, give it points. Huh? That automatically gives it points. I know, right? Because you don't get that in horror a lot. Yeah. Um, Plus, women directors, they just get, they just get character, like, women characters a lot better. Right, it's not just like, too. oh, I'm screaming in a bikini! Right. <laughs> Thankfully, horror has come a long way it since really then. Has. But there's something to be said about women directing women, Yeah. I think. Well, I think, like, especially when it comes to, like, the mental illness angle, because, like, we were the ones that were, like... Or, well, okay, like, anytime it's just like, oh, you're in your period, we're gonna have a mm-hmm. doctor, like, rape you with a vibrator. Like... <laughs> what? That is, yeah, they would... No, if a woman was diagnosed with hysteria, a doctor would make a house call and use the new electric thing called a vibrator on her and make her have oh. an orgasm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, like, a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've come a long way in the a past hundred years. Um, but we still got a long way to go, baby. Um, but anyway, so her son, like, now here's the thing, like, he pushes his cousin out of a treehouse, but let's, let's be fair, that little girl was a fucking cunt. But (laughs) (laughs) I would have pushed her out of the treehouse, too. (laughs) What Um, did she do? I don't remember. She was just like, your mother doesn't want you, you know, all that kind of stuff, like, saying all these If my kid, if someone said that to my kid, then... Push them out of push the treehouse. Tree I don't care if that's my niece. Push them out of the fucking treehouse. <laughs> you talk shit. Talk shit. Exactly. Push out of treehouses. <laughs> um, cackling maniacally. Um, <laughs> We're so... I can't push the kid out of the treehouse. You fucking have to, Junior. <laughs> I'm an adult. You do your duty. You do your duty. I, I go to jail for this shit. You just get mandated therapy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... She starts losing her mind more and more and more and more and more throughout all, like, her kid being ridiculous, like, even to the point where she tries to have a moment to herself. This is the most unsettling scene I think I've ever seen in a horror film, in any film. It's, like, one of those things that I almost want to leave the room for, because it is so awkward and unsettling and cringeworthy. She's trying to have a moment to herself and use a vibrator, and her kid bursts into the room, scaring the shit out well, of her, and then immediately that, tries to wrap his arms yeah. around her neck while she, like, probably still has the thing in between yeah, the legs. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, not only that, uh, he jumps on the bed. That's what God. I'm God. Oh, man. I hate it when my cats jump on the bed during that. Like, I wonder <laughs> if it has, like, if God. they're trying to get to the point of, like, like, obviously, like, oh, she's so she, invasive. He's invasive, but, like, she's he's disrupting her... Sex yeah. life, and she can. She have, does. Yeah, she doesn't have a sex. She doesn't life. have a sex. She life. has she, no release. Yeah, there's no break from this motherhood. No one wants to babysit her child because he has problems, which that sucks. Yeah, you know when you have an obnoxious kid, like kids don't always know. Kids don't have an off button. They don't always understand, especially a kid that young. Because this kid is like, this kid is about six years old in the movie. Like, so he's yeah. really young. I barely remember being six, so I'm yeah. sure I was awful. Um, <laughs> That was so awful. I blocked it out. <laughs> I blocked it out. I don't remember. No, um, no, I just had teachers who verbally abused me. So. Um, Catholic school sucks. Um, anyway, so, like, she starts losing her mind, and then the Babadook possesses her, and then she, like, snaps her little dog's neck, which I was, I don't watch that scene. I literally, before I watched yeah. it, looked up when it happens, and then skipped it. 
Thank you. If it does the dog die. Dog, does the dog die. Dot com. <laughs> um, His name was Bugsy too. Uh, Cute little doggy doo. Yeah. Um, at least it was foreshadowed a little bit. So it was foreshadowed, but coming. it still made you go like, "I hope that she doesn't do that." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, but, it, was, it was either the dog or the kid, and I guess yeah. the kid had to survive. I guess I had to survive. But yeah, so uh. basically, long story short, they end up kind of defeating the Babadook, quote unquote, but they can't get rid of him, so they keep him as a ba- in the pet. There's a pet in the basement. When I first saw that, <laughs> I was like, "What?" And she's a better mother for it. <laughs> she's a better mother for it. But is we're going to talk like, about that. Yeah. So is it like she's she knows that her her mental illness will always be there? And yeah. She's just keeping it under control. Yeah. That was actually one of the things that it, I went through several articles um, through different. Um, there was an article by Monica Castillo Castillo on Bitch Media. There was an article by uh, Randall Colburn on ConsequenceOfSound.net. Um, Dead Central, there was an Alexa Weissert article, and on Vice, a guy named Hugh Ryan wrote another article. Like, so there are several sources, including, I wanted to include the Vice one because that's mm-hmm. the most well-known out of all of them, but it, it's literally, like, mental illness and motherhood or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I think it's, yes, mental illness, but also I want to, I want to talk, and I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about that feeling of disappointment or those little moments, even if it's not all the time. A lot of women feel, a lot of moms or parents even feel like, wow, I can't do this because I have a kid or mm-hmm. I can't, like, you know, like my kid is this huge thing in my life and yeah. I, because no one's ever ready, but right, you don't really. And I think you said it already, but like, just so it's, we're, oh, we're putting it out there. We're not mothers. We are not mothers. Yeah. And it's, that concept yeah. is terrifying to me. Like, I really want to be a mom. I don't know where yeah, you are. Yeah, I someday. I'm not there yet I'm, whatsoever. No, I have a whole list of things that I want to do, and I can only imagine how tied down I would feel. Right. So so all of this is mostly just from things we've heard and, and things that yeah. we can pretty much infer yeah. from the idea, because we are women, and we, and we have that expectation placed yeah. on us anyway. Be a mom. Be a mom. When Motherhood is so great. I'm hashtag mom warrior, mompreneur. Hashtag my kids are everything, and there's yeah. like there's these moments where like I don't relate to that like no, I don't on a either. deep personal way because people are, like you see these women like completely lose themselves in motherhood and that thought alone is terrifying like yeah. because when you become a mom you're a mom like that's it like yeah. it's so hard to maintain your own identity outside of your kids and that's not saying that people who are moms don't have their right. own identity obviously that's not the case but, but your like, life your will whole, drastically change your whole life. Everything about Yeah, life. and I personally am not ready for that, <sighs> and I, I don't really see myself being ready for that for quite a long time. There's way too much I want to do like, first. Yeah, the scene, like, the scene, like, again, the scene where he bursts in and she can't get a full night's sleep, or, like, there's yeah. always something wrong with him, and it's just, like, oh, like, it's hard enough when your kid is normal. Can you imagine having, like, oh, my God. Right. And I know every single mom is, like, everything's great, you know, don't talk yeah. of any problems as if they're problems. They're strengths. Nothing's wrong with my kid. No, I mean, sorry. Something's wrong with the kid in this movie. Something is wrong with the kid, and there's something wrong with a lot of different kids. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that could potentially, like, anything that could be wrong with an adult could be ten times as wrong in a kid. Yeah. And it's just like, like, people want to pretend like certain things don't make it harder. Right. Like, if your kid has a mental illness, or if your kid has a disability, disability. of some kind. Yeah. 
that can make it so much harder. Like, my ADHD made my parents' lives harder. Yeah. I know it did. Now, I know that they love me and they would do it all over again, but, and they probably, there's several things they said they would do differently now that they know what it is, but they mm-hmm. didn't. This was that a time meant, when yeah. people didn't fucking know. People didn't even think it was a real thing half the time. Yeah, early 90s. We, we have come such a long way in just the last 10 years. Yeah. We were so, the last generation of latchkey children. <laughs> um, I wasn't a latchkey kid. I was really lucky. My parents were literally always home at some one of at least one of them was always home. They were, yeah, yeah, because they had the different schedule. Like my dad mm-hmm. left for work at like six a.m., but my mom always dropped me off, so that way he would get off work three he hours got off earlier, at like four or four thirty, wouldn't he? he? Yeah, he would get off super yeah. early and then come pick me up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always had my parents there. And there was two of them, and it, they had plenty of money. And I, even then, they said parenthood is hard. Your parents did like everything that you would think a parent, like someone, they should did do everything to make everything right. right. They they did everything they could. Right. Like they like they were married. I mean, not that that's not that it's like a but like societally, like, we're saying specifically yeah, like, societally. Like like they were married first. They went to college. They both went to good colleges. They mm-hmm. went went to Webster. Yeah, right. they went. They got okay. their master's degrees at Webster. Okay, they got master's degrees. They both got really good jobs, and then they had you. Right. The master's degrees were finishing up when I was like one. Okay, but still, so they yeah, were, they were still college edu- educated. They had jobs. They, they had been working for twenty years a piece at the same company. At least my parents were around yeah. forty when I was born, and yeah. they started at Boeing really young, where it was McDonnell Douglas back then. Yeah. And they did everything right. So they probably had good jobs, college educated. They had money, probably already yeah. saved up. They Supportive like, grandparents, <laughs> in one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like they did everything the way you'd like to do it. Someday. Yes, everything. And they still struggled. So yeah. being like in this movie, a sing- a mother who loses yeah. her husband on the way to the hospital. Yeah, she's in labor, and yeah. her husband dies while she's in labor, unexpectedly. Like. Yeah. Holy crap. Like, uh, like the, the, the amount of emotions that she wasn't allowed to process. Yeah. Cause like you have insane. to just keep, cause she just, she had to hit the ground running as a single mm-hmm. mom and you can't do that. I don't care who you are. You cannot do that. Yeah. With like just a sister yeah. who apparently also thinks you're a crazy person. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like not like being mentally ill without, with support is hard. Yeah. Being mentally ill without support is why people, like, people with support commit suicide. So mm-hmm. you can only imagine what it's like to be mentally ill with a child and an unsupportive family. Yeah. Oh, my God. And your child, and the also, child poten- also has a potential, problem, potential mental yeah. illness or learning problem or behavioral issue. Holy God. Everything about that is just, and also, like, just even if we're not talking about mental illness, the grief. Mm-hmm. the grief that she has to feel on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, because she does. Like, throughout this movie, she keeps hearkening back to her husband, and people are like, you need to get over it, you need to get over it, you need to get over it. And it's just like, how about you guys help her get over this? Right. Watch the kid for a little while. Let her go to therapy. Let her go to fucking therapy. My God. Her sister's just like, clearly her sister does not want to watch. Yeah. This kid, it, it's it's made very clear early on that her sister and the niece are really not into her son yeah. anymore. They're they're both about the same age, the 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 niece and the mm-hmm. and the son yeah, are, yeah. are about the same age, and it 
because because this kid like does things like stands on stands and balances on top of swing sets like the point where he could have died if he fell. Yeah. And she's got to watch this kid that like there's no off button. There's no yeah. So and, so, he's, and he's stopped sleeping through the night now. Yeah. So here's the thing. Hmm. In my real life, I have a bit of personal experience with seeing what it's like on a mother who has a child who has problems. As you know, yes. Dawn, my stepmom, had a daughter who had severe bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And it was it was diagnosed at a very young age, like three or four. She was pulling Whoa. out her own hair. Because her, it, you know, it's it's very much a genetic um, disorder. Yeah. And her, her father had it. And, I mean, she, I, I heard stories of her pulling out her own hair when she was, like, three or four years old. Well, Dawn was a single mom for a long time with a child who had a severe mental disorder or mental illness not mental disorder but Wasn't mental the illness the kid's dad also kind of he was a little he yeah. also had it he also yeah. had it and he and he acted out on it he was not medicated yeah that sucks and it caused her to turn to alcohol and caused her to become who she is today which I don't need to get into but I can see exactly, like, what they were going for in this movie. Because I've yeah. seen that firsthand. What right. happens when a single mother is is, is is given that situation. Right. But, yeah, it's, it's a, it, it, that's a monster in and of itself. Right. Having to deal with that, like, one, like with a kid or a parent or both at the same time. Like, it's... Yeah. That is yeah, so because hard. Because her, because she grad, she fell into depression, and it's, yeah. it's eaten at her for years and years. Like she's never gotten out of it. It's just so torn her apart. And yeah, it's it's rough. It takes a lot to be a parent. Yeah, people have this idea that it's going to be one thing or another. Like people, mm-hmm. I think, always have these. But it can come in any form. Whether you are a biological parent, an adoptive parent, a step parent, like. Parenthood can come at you and come at you fast. Yeah. And you have these moments where you're just like, I don't feel like, like I can do this. I don't feel like Weren't I can do this. Weren't you telling me a couple of years ago, you were talking about someone, and I don't know if it was like a person that you actually knew or if you just like heard this quote somewhere where the mom was like, I just want to get in the car and leave. Oh. Do you remember talking to me about that? So it was actually How I Met Your Mother episode. I was it? Think. Okay. I so was like, I was like, Lil, I the remember. character Lily. It was an episode where Ted was acting really weird about Robin getting married to Barney or some shit like that. And so, like, so Lily's just like brings him up to the roof of the building, and she goes, "Okay, just say that you're in love with Robin, and you wish that like I'm giving you an out. So you can say it to me. I won't tell anybody. I'm giving you an out." And he's like, "No, what are you talking about? I don't feel that way." She goes, "Okay, so I'm gonna put this on the table. I'm gonna say something even worse." So you don't feel bad. And she starts crying and she goes, sometimes I wish I wasn't a mom. Okay. I think that's what it might She's like, I love my son. Mm -hmm. But there are days where I wish I wasn't a mom. Yeah. I think that was it. And it's one of those things, one of those utterances that you are not allowed, Mm -hmm. especially as a mom. Dads can say that. Dads have a lot more, like, you can even see it in, like, comedy routines where, like, the dads talk about, you know, what annoyance their kids are, and everybody's just like, oh, that's relatable, you know? Yeah, kind but of if like, a mom says it, if a mom it's says the it, worst it's thing. horrifying. People yeah. have this idea that moms are more parents than dads are. Yeah. And I think, I think it's because we make them, but it's just, um, even um, actress Kristen Bell, everybody loves Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. She's, like, America's sweetheart. 
What'd she say? What'd she do? She said, I, for the first 24 hours of my kid's life, I didn't feel attached to them at all. Oh, well, that's, okay. I but, I mean, people have this idea, yeah. and they even talked about it on an episode of Adam Ruins Everything, where, like, you're supposed to feel, they have this idea, this this romanticized thing of, you immediately feel attached to yeah, your baby. Yeah, the minute you see your baby. <gasps> well, even the minute such you see love, yeah. such love washes over you. Yeah. But here's the thing, that doesn't happen yeah. for as many people as you think it does. I've known people in my life, personally, who... Or like, yeah, I'm attached to my kid now, but it took a minute. It yeah. took some bonding time. I didn't know my baby. Like, mm-hmm. I can't... Like, it wasn't real to them. Yeah. Until, like, you know? Yeah, because we're getting to the point where pe- where women are feeling less ashamed and more comfortable with saying, that's okay, it happens to a lot of women. But you're right, there's this, there's this stigma that if you don't feel that immediate connection... You're less of a mother. You're less of a mother. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Why, why don't you feel that? That's not normal for a woman because as a society, we are It's a mother's love. It's a quote unquote mother's love. You never hear about a father's love. Right. You hear about a mother's love. Yeah. Or how like, statistically speaking, the parent that's most likely to abuse a child is the mother. Mm. And no one talks about that. People always think of it as like the dad. Right. When I was in a child psychology class, because I did go to college, um, (laughs) I just never graduated. Um... (laughs) Uh, you literally have, like, people guessed, like, he goes, what do you think, Mm -hmm. who do you think is most likely to, like, kill their own baby? Who do you think is most likely to blah, blah, blah? And people went, like, the dad. And people, he was like, no, not by a long shot. Actually, the moms are way more likely to kill them. That makes actually sense, though. Yeah. Like, I can see the mother being more likely to harm the child physically, like, like, killing them or, or causing bodily harm it's usually more like the sexual abuse that that can come from fathers but most likely like it's more likely abandonment from fathers yeah um i think statistically speaking it's more likely abandonment Mm -hmm. but um not that uh fathers don't sexually abuse their own children because they do like that's the reality of parenthood is yeah there's a lot more abusive shitty parents out there than you think it's because they should have never been a parent yeah but we're not allowed to say that yeah now luckily at the end of this film she does after snapping her dog's neck and chasing after her son with a fucking knife. Um, luckily, this kid is, aside from being completely annoying and awful, he's actually also a genius. He's like the home alone kid. <laughs> he's a, we call him in the literary world a savant. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. Um, I think the kid is like some form of like high functioning something because he like, this kid is like, a good magician, he he makes these in, really intricate inventions, and he's only six. Mm-hmm. He does, like, these crazy, like, detailed yeah. things, but he has absolutely no social skills, and he has violent outbursts. Yeah. I mean, so, like, possibly, um, did you say on the spectrum? Maybe? I'm thinking either spectrum or really, really severe ADHD. Yeah. Because they can have similar. Yeah, yeah. They can yeah. have very similar symptoms. Because um, I know that they're, like, one common trait... Um, for people who are on the spectrum, obviously not everyone, this is not, like, a generalizing type of thing. I just know that, like, a common thing is that being, like, very fixated on certain things like magic or, like, inventions or something like that, but still having no social skills. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, he ends up, like, I guess de-Babadook, de-possessing her, because the Babadook possessed her, and Mm -hmm. he, like, trips her down the stairs and everything, and she vomits, like, black stuff, which, I mean, you know, same when I'm stressed. 
But, yeah. um... And not just when we're drinking. Not just when we're drinking. <laughs> Which I'm trying not to do. Um, but she ends up being like, oh my god. It's like she's had this mental breakthrough, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, she gets rid of the Babadook, and then they, like, defeat the Babadook and banish him to the basement, because she's just like, you leave my son alone! Stay the fuck away from my son! Mm-hmm. And everything. And she roars at him, like, you know, mom power. <laughs> and she's just like, wait a minute. Mom. <laughs> she learns how to be herself through the power of mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> she learns to deal with mental illness through the love of her child. Like... <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> That's all society thinks we need. Yes, exactly. Um, but no, she ends up being like, oh my god, I'm about ready to kill my kid. What the fuck? And mm-hmm. she, like, yells at the Baba Duke, banishes him to the basement. And then, but he doesn't ever go away because you can't yeah. get rid of the Baba Duke. And that's one of the things, like, when she, like, at one point in the movie, when she tries to rip up the book to get rid of it, it comes back, all taped back up together. Mm-hmm. And at one point it says, the more you deny, the stronger. I become or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Untreated mental illness or untreated issues. Only gets worse. It gets worse the, the more you deny it, the more you don't talk about it. And yeah. the more, like, it festers. Yeah. And so she ends up kind of, like, keeping him, at, like, because they can't get rid of him. Mm-hmm. But they learn to live with him. Yeah. Which I know, like, a lot of people didn't get from a horror movie perspective. They're like, this is so stupid. They're keeping him in the basement. But, like, I'm sitting here thinking, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. Because <laughs> that is the thing. Like, dealing with my own mental illness, like, as a non-mom, there have been so many times where my own mom, and it comes from a place of she loves me, she wants me to be better permanently, yeah. she wants me to be happy all the time. And I, I, I love that. Yeah. I'm so lucky that I have her, but I did tell her, I said, there's a very real chance that this won't go away. Yeah. That this is just going to be something that I deal with. I could be medicated for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I need you to understand that. I didn't like that. She didn't like it, but I think she started to come to grips with it more. Yeah. Um, Because it is a very real thing. Yeah. It's a very real possibility. And depression and anger issues and anxiety run, especially in that side of the family. And it was kind of my come to Jesus moment with her. I was just like, this might be chronic and that's okay. Mm -hmm. What do you think the whole worms thing was at the end? They're just feeding it. You don't think it has any, like... I think... (sighs) Because it's like... I don't know. I I feel like there's more there. Because, I mean, they're they're catching worms and and, and I guess they're... You you feed your demon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was, I was, she's medicating. She's medicating. Yeah. People don't, people don't like medication. They're, I mean, I, I'm pulling this kind of out of my ass, but yeah. like, like medication is seen as like, uh, gross. Like, like oh, ew, you medicated. don't want to talk about it. I'm going down yeah. into the basement to, to, to take smoke. care of my, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go take your medicine out of sight, out yeah. of mind. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, you know. It's totally up for interpretation. But, I mean, seriously, as a depressed person and as an insomniac and as somebody, like, who has to fall asleep with the television on... Yeah. Dude, that movie stuck. Like, it, yeah. I felt called the fuck out in a few parts of that movie. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I watch stupid... I fall asleep watching, like, YouTube that'll just... YouTube goes and just devolves. It's just... It's, yeah. thought, it's whole thought process is just devolving throughout <laughs> the night. Where, like, I'll fall asleep to, like... Late night with Seth Meyers, and then I'll wake up to like a C-SPAN video. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what the hell am I watching? What I really hate, and this is why I don't fall asleep to any of my like 
10 creepy haunted asylums that you didn't know about. Like the, like kind of those YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I'll wake up with someone whispering a scary story. What? They, no, because on YouTube, they'll do like audio with just like a spooky background. Someone will wake up oh, themselves oh, reading like, a scary oh, story. Oh, like a creepypasta, but they'll just they'll, 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 like, just, read, they'll, the they'll, tell, they'll read the story. <laughs> yeah. And it's not so and yeah. British accent. Someone has a British accent. Someone has a British accent. And it's always a high English accent. And <laughs> you just like wake up at three in the morning to like someone whispering a creepy story. I'm like, where the fuck <laughs> is the remote? <laughs> I did. I did not come out of another nightmare for this. Like, send me back. <laughs> send me back. Because <laughs> I don't know why all my dreams are nightmares. They're like weird nightmares. Like they're like. Yeah. Sometimes they're horrifying. Sometimes they're like. That was unsettling. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't remember the last time I had a nightmare. I just remember waking up feeling scared for no reason. I remember. I don't remember them. I've always had, like, the most vivid dreams to where I can smell stuff in my dream. I used to have super, super vivid dreams. I just don't remember the last time I had a nightmare. Mine are always, like, unsettling, at least in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Like, even if it's not, like, a full-blown nightmare, it could be just, like... Remember I used to have dreams and I would tell you about them and you're like, I think I know what that place is. Have yeah, I told you, like, all of our really spookiest moments have happened together. Yeah, have you it's noticed like, that? Yeah, we someday we gotta tell that one story about the farm. We gotta tell that. I will always remember that story. We can tell our personal well, ghost stories. That'll be an episode down the road. But then there was the one time we were on the phone together. Yeah, that'll be like a half episode. Oh, like a, like a mini episode. Yeah, a mini episode. Mini thing. episode. Mini episode. <laughs> yeah, mini yeah. episode. But, um, yeah, no, no, they're, um, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's like, we almost like balance balance each other out in terms of like each bringing something spooky to the table that when put together, it's like, they're like a TV show. They're the main characters of it. Two basic bitches wishing their lives were fantastical. Okay, oh, did I just read this a little bit? <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> I saw this one post recently, and it was like, when did you have that moment when you realized that your life wasn't, you weren't going to, like, save the world with your friends, like a ragtag bunch of friends, your life was just going to be an average, like, daily grind? It was, like, this really long post about that, and I was like, I feel called the fuck out right I'm now. I'm so mad. Like, who, who asked, though? <laughs> who asked, though? <laughs> I've had a lot of those moments lately. Who asked, though? I don't need you telling me that Kyo and Inuyasha, Sasha, and Inuyasha Sasha were, were the boys. <laughs> Kyo is my first, first anime love. I know. Casey, like, 100% agreed with you on that. Because she was calling herself out on that, too. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, bitch, don't even. Who asked? <laughs> Who asked? She, like, took, like, it so personally. I did. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes I'm like, sometimes I legitimately worry. I'm like, is this person serious or are they being like funny and ironic? Because you, I don't, I never know. Now, I I'm have like, those moments. Don't, I'm like, please don't be serious. It's a, it's a cartoon character. Please don't be serious. But you know what? No, here's the thing. I also felt very called out with it because I really did find that anime bad boy and dated him for seven years, mm. and now I have PTSD. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So like. And here's the thing, I wanted one of those anime boyfriends. I was like, yeah. I want, every time I created a boyfriend for myself in, like, a fan fiction, it was oh, always yeah, a yeah, dude yeah. that was like my fucking ex. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? 
I guess... I really screwed myself on that one. I took that one too seriously. I guess maybe we romanticize things too much and then it started affecting real life. We put it out into the universe. The law of attraction sent it right back. That's a hard would never do that to you, though. <gasps> You're right! You're right! Haru would be good to me. He would be. He was, I he was loved a, he him. He was a good boy. He was, a, he was actually really... He, he wasn't was a bad... bad no, he know. was just a goth boy. He wasn't a bad boy. Yeah. There's a difference. I call... But he was a good boy. That's what he called. Yeah, good boy. Called, good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Very good man. B-O-I. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah. Good cowboy. Good moo boy. Good moo boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's my moo boy. <laughs> so then I had to find a good guy. Yeah. It's a shame I could A gooder found, boy. A, a gooder boy. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's the gooder boy. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, also another... Like, and I know that I've mentioned this a few times, and I think that I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to provide a safe space for everybody here listening. What is the theme of the movie? Mm-hmm. Kids are fucking annoying. Oh. Yeah. They are really annoying sometimes. Like, okay. they are really, like, here's the thing. Occasionally you get one of those funny, precocious children that are funny for, like, a little while until you have to discipline them. But also, like, all I do, like, I cut kids' hair all the time. Most of them are fucking duds. <laughs> duds? They are just duds. They are like, a they are a wet noodle. <laughs> like 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 boring or do you are they just quiet? They're just annoying. Like their parents didn't do anything and I know everybody's just like, well, it's not the kids' fault. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That like it not being their fault isn't gonna prevent them from being complete and total like duds of human beings someday. <laughs> like <laughs> Okay, but how old are these children? Because if you're calling, like, a three-year-old a dud, that's kind of fucked up. I have some three-year-olds who talk really, really well, and I have some three-year-olds who are still, like, throwing themselves on the ground screaming. And the parents so that- are like, oh, he's he's so cute. He's not. He's not cute. Yeah. So, I've I've babysat my nephew one time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's three years old. Mm-hmm. I've babysat once. Mm-hmm. Um... My brother was like, "Hey, do you want to you want to watch him sometime?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure, sure. Like, totally." I'm be that aunt that's like really cool. So I go over to his house at eight in the morning, drive to Winslow at eight in the morning. My brother goes to work, and my brother on the way out, he goes, "Oh, by the way, he's got a cold. Can you take him to Walgreens and get some cough medicine for him?" Me, I'm sitting here going, "Yeah, totally. I can totally do that. I've never put a kid in a car seat before. So never? I can totally do that." So my Come brother's on. like. Okay, so he walks me outside. He shows me how to get him in the car seat. He gets him in for me. And he's like, all right, off you go. So he leaves, and I take him up to Walgreens to get some cough medicine. It had to be the specific cough medicine. It was very important. So I'm sitting there with him. I'm like, okay, let's get out of the car, and we're going to have some bonding time. It's going to be great. I'll buy you some juice. I'll buy you a toy, because I'm going to be a cool aunt today. And take his hand and walk him over. I might even get you a candy. <laughs> walk him over to the medicine aisle, and I'm like, okay, so I'm looking for this brand. Can't find it anywhere. No. Well, Gabriel is not having that. He's not ha- having standing there with me staring at medicine. So he takes off running. So for the next 45 minutes, I'm alternating between running around the store, chasing my nephew to drag him back to the medicine aisle, and then trying to find this specific fucking cough syrup. And it took me, like, 30, 40 minutes to find it. Did you ask anybody? I finally asked someone because I couldn't find a person anyway. Was it, like, like originally was... just, like, right there? 
It was like down low or something, but it was like it was early in the morning, so I couldn't. There wasn't a lot of people there, and I was busy trying to find, like, chase my nephew yeah. to the store. Anyway, long story short, I I was supposed to watch him from like eight in the morning to like seven at night. I watched him till noon, and then I called my mom and said, "Hey, can you come over and can you uh can you take over the rest of the day?" And she's like, "All right, I'll be right over." Yeah, <laughs> I gotta call grandma in. <laughs> I was like, "Well, kid, that was fun." But then he, like, midway through, he turned off the television. I didn't know how to work my brother's system. Yeah. He turns off the television, and then he's laughing about it. And then I try to figure out how to turn it back on, he starts crying. Because he's angry at me for trying to turn it back on. So, children can be annoying as fuck. <laughs> like, you realize this is why you're at risk for getting ground, right? In this exact <laughs> scenario. Um, <laughs> no, you just have these moments where it's like, like, in the movie, where she's just like, God, shut the fuck up. Like, where she's just like, you're so Doesn't hungry, you can eat that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know how many times I've almost screamed that at a kid? Like, yeah. oh my god. Like, there's so many times where I'm just like, shut up. I have become a pro at literally, I'll have a kid screaming in my chair and just with a straight face, I'll vice grip their head with my hand because their heads are still small enough and pliable enough. <laughs> and they fit in your palm. Yeah, I'm just like, I just like... <laughs> just cutting the hair on the side of their head. The kid's like screaming, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I like, do not I don't care. I do not give a fuck. If my nephew starts screaming, I do not care. Yeah. See, that was I. I you've been you've been raised around kids. <laughs> like you had small cousins and stuff like that. Like I feel like you've been around kids a lot. More. I wasn't really. I wasn't really like around kids until Malachi was born. Yeah. Which was only two I, years ago. I had never, I had never had to babysit. I had never been around babies before. Except, I mean, I had baby cousins, but they live in Los Angeles, so and I was still a kid when they were around. So I was like, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't yeah. know how to. I, I don't know where's the line where I can like discipline you, where I can say no. Like, remember when you weird. were like, you were like, oh god, so I'm having a, I'm having a little boy cousin, and they named him fucking Oliver. Or something Henry. like that. Henry. Henry Oliver. Henry name. Oliver. Yeah. You were so mad at that name when it first <laughs> You were. Which I now you're so not. Mad. But, like, we were in high school. Yeah. And you were just like, why the hell would you name your kid <laughs> Oliver? Oh, God. It's not that bad of a name. No, it's not. But, I mean, you were, like, really mad I, at the time. I, I was mad at a lot of things back then. Well, yeah. You're just, <laughs> just angry an bitches. But, uh, yeah. So, kids are fucking annoying. And I don't know how people do it. I really don't, and I think that that's one of the things that came through in the movie, and that was one of the things that um, a mutual friend of ours had texted me after she listened to the first episode. She was just like, dude, because she's a stepmom now, and she was like, dude. And she's a young stepmom. She's our age, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. 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 No, here's the thing, Chelsea. We're statistically, like, mid-parent range right now. Oh, I know. I hate thinking about that, Isn't it weird thinking, like, no, like, when you think, like, I'm too young to... Oh, wait, I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh. (laughs) Um... Yeah, a lot of people I know have, like, babies now, because they got pregnant when they were in their, like, mid-twenties, and I'm just, I'm still sitting here at 28 going, oh, God, thank God I'm not pregnant. Right? Oh, man. I'm just sitting here, like... Yeah. Ugh. I see all of the people, like... And you see some moms who are, like, on it, and they're just like, you look at me sideways, you get... Whoa. Like, yeah. they, they, and this is the, that's, the... Listen, that's how my mom raised me. <laughs> She's just like, my dad was like that. And my yeah. mom, I had a good balance. But, like, my mom still, like, didn't let me act sideways or anything. Like, she she wasn't, like, yeah. threatening about it. But I just, I don't know, I just felt, never felt the need to act sideways. Because yeah. she, she nurtured that part of me that acted more like an adult. Yeah. 
And you notice the parents that do that. And their kids are so much easier to handle. Yeah. Their kids like the better cartoons. <laughs> their kids use words that are normal sized. Like, yeah. instead of like the kid who's just like, I'm six and don't know how to read, not because I have a disability, but because my parents are not interested yeah. in anything educational. So I don't have an educational person, an intelligent personality. Like, right. Then you have the kids who are just like, oh, I, my parents were taking me to museums from when I was little. That's how your parents were. Yeah, though. that's how my parents were, and I think I was that's fucking why, great. That's why I always <laughs> say, like, I'm always so impressed with, like, your level of, well, it sounds weird to say your level of knowledge, because you're just an intelligent person, but you've always been very my parents intelligent. Are, my parents were like, oh, hey, for fun, slams the entire thing of Trivial Pursuit down. Yeah. We're going to play Trivial Pursuit, guys, and... Jen's like, I'm seven. <laughs> I wouldn't. That, that would, they would be drinking with their, their friends yeah. doing that because they've tried to find other nerds, which they... But I just mean, like, your parents... Their best. Your, like, your mom especially. I mean, they were always watching the History Channel. Anytime always. I went over, the History Channel was on that little TV. In or the even, like, my dad, room. who wasn't really into the History Channel so much, but he was really into, like, these are all of the movies that you have to watch. Yeah. This is all of the music that you have to listen to. Yeah. So I had the creative artsy thing from my dad. Yeah. And from my mom, it was like, like my mom was just like, we're going to read from the Book of Virtues tonight. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, the History Channel was always on. Something C-SPAN. Politics were <laughs> yeah, usually on. Yeah, politics were I mean, always like, on. You... My, my mom would always engage me in a political debate. Yeah. You've known about a lot of this stuff since a very young age. Like, things that I'm only just now becoming really aware of. That's why, I, like, sometimes growing up talking to you, I was like, wow, she's so smart. <laughs> Me, I'm like, fairly odd parents. <laughs> You're Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, my God. <laughs> you are. <laughs> she said, puh. And then, ding. <laughs> But yeah, so that's like that's the hard thing about parenting is like I want to I want them to be smart I want them to be worldly but I also don't want them to be too worldly too young. Well, yeah, I don't think you were or anything like that. I yeah. just mean like you had just that really good balance. Whereas I, my parents weren't. You know, my parents were a lot younger than your parents were. So oh my god, they were you know. They went out gambling, you know, on their Friday night. My parents were like, why would you want to gamble? Just buy something. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. Also, this was not, this this was definitely not us trying to, like, bash people who are mothers by any means. No. Oh, my God. If you can do this, Mm -hmm. great. We're actually kind of on your side if you're a mother and you have postpartum depression or something. Absolutely. Like, oh my God, what we're trying to put, put uh, blah, 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 make a point of is. It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard and it drives you nuts. Yeah. And it's not for, and it's not for everyone. It is not and for that's the faint okay. of heart. And here's the thing though. You never know who you're going to be as a parent. Yeah. That's the other thing that's terrifying is like, you think, you could think like, I'm completely prepared. And then you'd be like, completely overwhelmed and riddled with postcard depression. And then you can yeah. be the kind of person who's just like. I stopped doing drugs the second I thought I was pregnant and then become, like, a really good mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's, there's, it, it is a range of people stepping up to the plate and being a good parent or realizing that they shouldn't have been a parent. I think that those are all fears that every parent deals with. Yeah. Like, like I, 
I think I know like a few moms who are just like, I could never imagine even wanting an abortion or something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. because that's great. But just because you couldn't imagine it doesn't mean that's something someone wouldn't immediately fucking do. And I yeah. think that that's like that difference in motherhood. And one of the most toxic things, and I think that it's talked about in this movie a little bit, it's shown more than it's talked about, but how toxic other moms can be to your own Oh, motherhood. yeah. Yeah. Like when she's at the party and that one mom was just like, oh, hey, so I've heard you have depression. I work with disadvantaged women. You know, and it's like the rudest possible thing to right. say in that situation. It's like that's the thing of like well-meaning advice can actually be like literally the worst, most unnecessary thing. Yeah. It's very isolating. It's extremely isolating. And it's just like, I'm a mom who has all of my shit together. I don't ever drink wine and cry in the bathroom. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like, okay, Shirley. Sure. Yeah. Right, no, wait, no, no, I know a Shirley and she's fine. But <laughs> I, lo- I love her. So that's cool. But <laughs> I guess we can just go with this through the typical Karen. Karen's just the default now. Yeah. Okay, Karen, Karen with a K. Karen with a K. You gotta be specific there, because yeah. you know a Karen you know with a, a C, and she never wants to be a mom. Right. <laughs> just, a, just a cat mom. And she's a good cat mom. But, yeah, I think that all of those things, like isolation, it just makes the monster grow. Yeah. And it makes it that much scarier. She didn't have anybody she could turn to. No one she could turn to in that whole thing. And that's what makes that movie really, really good. And that's been, what I love yeah. about horror. Absolutely. I mean, like, I know we talked about it a little bit in the first episode, but, like, horror for the sake of horror is great. It's fun. Whatever. Yeah. I love horror With that a, has yeah. a deeper meaning. I yeah. love the second level and uh, yeah. what's going on under the surface. I just I That's really what it that. is. Yeah. It's our fears as people. Yeah. What are we most scared of? And the most successful horror films are the ones where what we're most scared of mm-hmm. is ourselves and each other. Yeah. The things that we're each capable of doing. Those are the things that really scare us. Mm-hmm. Our own minds. Especially with this movie too, with something like as natural as motherhood. Yeah. Like, we talked about that a little bit already. How, like, if you don't have that immediate connection, like, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. But motherhood, or just being a parent in general, is, like, the most natural thing a human can do. Yeah. Pro- pro- just propagate the species. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's what we're, like, biologically speaking, Bio- we're meant a, to be a, able to do. Yeah, like, from a biological standpoint, it's the most natural thing that we do as humans. And the fact that that can be turned so... Yeah. negatively against you is horrifying absolutely the fact that your own mind do like the, the very hormones that happen to you after you're a parent yeah can cause that depression and psychosis yeah like i know someone who she luckily immediately knew when she started hearing voices that she was having postpartum psychosis and that on medication mm-hmm. but i remember when i was like i would listen to talk radio when i was a kid <laughs> i would wake up to like talk radio and they were doing this one thing on postpartum psychosis and it yeah. was like a regular radio channel. I have no clue why they were doing this. But they were literally having women call in with their stories of postpartum psychosis. That's horrifying. And I was like seven when I heard this. That explains a lot. <laughs> and it was like, there was this one woman, she goes, I started hearing voices telling me to kill my infant son. So what I did is I locked myself out of the house, threw the key under the door, and ran to a gas station and called my husband. It's fucking crazy. And I'm like, thank God that she realized it wasn't real. Like, good Lord. 
that's just scary, like, in general, though. Because like, that's to, what... Like, I... like, to think that, like, like postpartum depression can actually mess up your body that much, <clears throat> that you can start hearing voices. Well, one of the most famous cases of that is Andrea Yates. Yes. Yes. And... She it... was... She had a lot of stuff going so, on. So, like, for those of you who don't know who Andrea Yates is, she is this woman who killed... She had, like, five or six five kids... And so what happened is after her first, she started exhibiting postpartum depression symptoms, mm-hmm. but her husband, who was a very isolating person, and he found a new guy, a new pastor, yeah. quote unquote, who really, um, who really like thought that women should be subservient yeah. and have as many children as possible, like be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. He moved them to like a small little house mm-hmm. where they all didn't have enough room I think is one of the stories and the doctors, like she was even committed before this happened. Yeah. Claiming that she was hearing voices and stuff. And the doctors were like, she can't have any more children. Yeah. Do not get her pregnant anymore. Yeah. Use birth control. She is a danger to herself and her children. They let her out. And then the husband was just like, well, they don't know what they're talking about. And they got her pregnant again. Yeah. And so she had a baby. God knows the best way. And God says to have more children. So her husband, I think, and hate me if you want, I think her husband is just as much as fault here because the doctors were like, okay, well, if you're going to bring her home, she can't be by herself with the kids. Mm. She cannot. Yeah. And he's started leaving her home alone. Yeah. For increasing increments of time to where he was just like, oh, well, I'm going to leave for work. Mom, my, my mother will be here in an hour to help her. And that's when Wasn't it happened. Wasn't the pastor guy, like, just giving them Bible verses or something? Yeah, it was something them. stupid like that. It was, he was, like, sending them something to help her. Quote, unquote. But it was, like, just passages from the Bible or something like that. I need to rewatch, like... You just need scripture. She's hearing fucking voices, dude. Like, yeah. seriously? And so, in that hour time, she drowned each one of her kids. Mm-hmm. The oldest one tried to struggle. He still died. And, um, she immediately called, called the emergency services after that. And she got put in prison for a long time before they were like, she belongs in a mental yeah. hospital and she's going to be there for the rest of her life. And she's on medication now. Is she in a mental hospital now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They took her out of prison and put her in hospital. And she. What happened was, to her husband? He got remarried and started having kids again. People are like, how are you dealing with your grief? Oh, you mean the grief that you fucking caused? Sorry. Not sorry. Right. He got specific instruction from the doctor that he completely ignored because of Jesus, and now his kids are dead. Yep. So that was complete... His arrogance and unwillingness to accept a doctor's word. But that's okay, because he married someone who didn't exhibit those symptoms after she had kids, so that makes Jesus right. (laughs) Sorry, I think he's... At best, a moron. At worst, responsible for the death of his children. Because he knew that she had a severe mental issue. Yeah. A severe one. And he completely ignored it. So this is another example of a woman not getting the help she needs, not being taken seriously. And her kids are dead. Which is almost what happened in the Babadook. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. She killed her dog. Yep. And these things, like, these things aren't outlandish things. These are things that really happen to people where they snap. And this is the darkest side of parenthood possible, where you snap and kill your children. Yeah. And people act like this is a horror movie. That's the thing about the Babadook, though, is that this really does happen to people. People freak out and kill their children. Mm -hmm. Chris Benoit did it. 
he had frontal lobe damage. Yeah. And we don't ever want to talk about frontal lobe damage. Like, and... Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just fucking crazy. It's, it's, that's, that's the really what makes The Babadook such a good horror film is because the things that happen, although it's, there's a supernatural, silly looking, 1920s looking demon Mm -hmm. in it. What he represents. What he represents is. is, So very real. Is so very real and so terrifying. Yeah. And, and tragic. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, that's the saddest part about the whole thing. I like his design, though. Oh, my God. So good. Very Dr. Dr. Caligari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Dr. Oh, Caligari. I never made that connection, actually. Yeah, because he actually looks like... He a, looks like a, a boxy thing. version. Yeah. Like, with a top yeah, hat. Yeah, with a top hat and everything. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sitting here comparing it to, like, the aesthetic it's of German expressions. I'm like, oh, and then he's, like, literally Thank you so like much him. for bringing that up, because, like, I literally never would have even thought about that until yeah. you said something. That was my favorite, um, like, movement in, in film. I, I love German expressionism. I think it's fascinating and beautiful and yeah. fucking scary. Well, like you said, it, it I think it really did inspire a lot of Tim Burton's works. It absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. And Tim Burton used to be great. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> I have no idea if that picked up. But you're going to sip some tea right there. Sip some tea. <laughs> yeah, he used to be great. Um, yeah, you can fight me on that. and I feel the same way about Johnny Depp. How <laughs> about him harder though is still great. Oh Johnny, what happened to you? I think we're just able to see what's happening to him. I don't think it ever stopped happening. Yeah. Or drugs. Yeah, because here's the thing. My parents, when they first saw that Johnny Depp was gonna be Captain Jack Sparrow, that was like his comeback back in the film and yeah. everything. And they were like, Johnny Depp, he's such a fucking weirdo. I remember. I was my, like, my "Who's Johnny Depp?" My parents used like, to say that too, and I was like, "Oh, he's cool. I like him. He's funny." And then they're like, "No, Johnny Depp's kind of a weird guy." Yeah, that's what they always say. Like, they're like, "Yeah, he's kind of a weird like actor, and he does like really weird things." And I'm like, "Okay." And people are like, "Oh, what happened to you, Johnny?" And it's like, "I don't know if it happened. I, I think it happened <laughs> think a long was, time ago." It's just Johnny. I think that's just Johnny. Um, just like if people are just like, "Man, what made Winona Ryder weird?" Something in her childhood, like it's, it hasn't stopped since. Like, oh, that's right, because she got she had the whole kleptomania. Did you? Okay, but here's the thing: Did you ever see like her, like when Stranger Things went up on stage to accept an award, and like the cast yeah. was on there, and she was clearly tripping balls. I thought she was just really drunk. No, she's like. If you look up a close up of her, did you see that? I I did see the close up. To me, it looked like she had a lot to drink, and I say this because I. I had that expression on my face when I've been drunk. She was like, but she was like watching something in front of her face and like, here's the thing. I, I kind of got the sense that she, because she was listening to him talk and I got the sense that she was just being like, like she was making expressions like that. She was like, she was reacting to what he was saying. Yeah. She was just doing it in a really funny way, like a really drunk kind of way. So whenever I drop acid... You think she was on acid? I do, because I've done that. <laughs> I don't know. That seems a little... That seems Dropping like acid at a major award show does uh, seem very Winona Ryder thing to do. Maybe. I don't know. That just seems like She it was, was very... rich as fucking, like, stole from a store. I know. Yeah, I know. But, like, like <laughs> this was, was kind of her comeback. It would seem kind of strange for her to drop acid at, at an award show. Yeah. I think she was just... I'd drop acid with her at an award show. 
I would never drop acid. That shit scares me. I don't want anything it used to scare the, with my It head. used to scare the shit out of me, too, but it's literally one of the best things ever. I, I don't know. Something about it messing with your head that much. Just kind of like... Ugh. Here's the thing. Like, all I do... Like... So when... We don't have to talk about that. Sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. What it is is, like, you see that dress right there? We're yeah. in a closet. You see that dress right there? Yeah. It's like I see it as it is, except the stuff inside of it is just moving. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. you're laughing a lot. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm curious, but I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I've been It took me a while to get into that place because I never wanted to do it for years and years and years. And then finally I was like, fuck it. And I did it. And I was like, well, this is amazing. Mm. And I never felt like more powerful. Like I could actually like in my head, like take my bad thoughts and put them in a box and put them away. This is how to do drugs. (laughs) It was great. The podcast. This is how to do drugs. The (laughs) podcast. How to be a hippie. How to be a hippie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How to be badass. How do to just... The, number one. Be cool. Do drugs. Do the acid. Do the acid. So, that concludes our discussion of the Babadook. I think this was a good discussion. I think this was actually a really good discussion. Because you know what? That's what it... Horror, like, good horror is just real shit. Yeah, and I think, like... I think in this podcast, like, when we talk about a horror movie, it doesn't have to be... We're not talking about just, like, this part scared me so much, and this part scared me, and this was so freaky. It's more just, like... Yeah, and the Babadook doesn't have a ton of those moments where it's scary. It has... It's unsettling. There's a couple creepy moments, Like, where she, like, has the vision of it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or when it's, like, coming down the hallway. Like, that that part, I remember... Oh, that was totally freaky, freaky, but, like, this movie doesn't rely on jump scares or anything like it. But, continue. But, yeah, like, I think the the good thing about, like, our discussions about horror isn't that it's just... just any other genre. It's just... You know? It's got so much more going on that we don't have to talk about... This Under the surface. Yeah. Why it's scary to us. What happened in our lives that makes this part scary to us. Yeah. Like, what... What did this say to us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But, uh, what, so are, what are we, what are we going to do next week? Do we Ooh, know I don't know if we know yet. We don't know yet. We'll think of something. We might, good. uh. You know what? I, I had an idea, actually. What? Not for just next week, but I think we should do a segment on, like, internet horror. Yeah, that would like, be good. Like, like, in the internet trends, like the, the, um, pre, like, not, not, I'm not saying, like, we have to do, like, creepypastas, but, like, those, um, Things that developed on the on like the deep web yeah. somewhere. I think that'd be really interesting. You know what might be a good thing to do next week? Because mm-hmm. I'll discuss a certain creepy plan. A creepy plan. A creepy plan. We do a creepy plan. We might do a creepy plan next week. Stay tuned for next week's creepy clown episode. Creepy clown episode. All right. So, well, what's some real life horror going on right now, real quick? Uh, let's see. Real life horror is that it's pumpkin spice season, and yes. there goes my money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's pumpkin spice season, and it's ninety five degrees outside. Yeah, it wasn't today. It was actually kind of nice. It but apparently, it's gonna get back today. up to ninety. Yeah, <laughs> soon, and then Midwest, right? and then go cold again. Yeah, I'm getting so tired of sweating when I sleep. That's the real horror story right now. I want to tell you, boob sweat. I don't have boob sweat for me. It's like. I was trying to talk about for you because I don't have boob sweat. Either. I don't have boob sweat. My boobs aren't big enough for boob sweat. My boobs don't have any overhang. Well, okay. But I do sweat all like everything. Like my hair is wet when I wake up. No. Yeah, that's that's how bad it is. Damn, for me. Good lord. I do. I have two. 
I can't sleep in like a still room. I have. I need the overhead fan on. I need one right next to me. That's what I. That is me. what I do, and the only thing covering me is a sheet. Crank that air down. And I sleep naked. And that's the only thing I can keep. Well, there's Some something the wrong story. with you, then. I, 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 yeah, my hormonal medication. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the real horror. The real horror. Hormonal Hormonal medication, medication that keeps you sane. Um, but, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody apparently in the city of St. Louis, uh, in South City specifically, just wants to walk right out in front of my car this week. That's terrifying. Yeah, so weird. When I drove and to your house. they flip me off when I pocket them. When I drove to your house, <laughs> like, I don't know, like a year ago. I was at a stoplight, and someone walked up to my car and started beating on my window. That was the day I had that anxiety attack. Yeah, that doesn't happen like, normally. And I was like, why, though? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> no, you get, um, you get, oh, I found out there's a brothel next door to me. Oh. There's a uh, unlicensed, because uh, I'm in the United States, um, an unlicensed, unregulated uh, brothel. And the Johns, Those uh... Are- I was about to say, those are legal here, right? But no, it's like certain states that they are legal. Only Nevada. Yeah. As far as I know. I thought it was Texas, actually. No, it's Nevada. Okay. Yep. Is Texas near Nevada? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Oh, my Sorry. God. <laughs> Guys, I do have a college education. <laughs> Edu- I love how you like. I literally thought you were gonna say education there, and then just didn't. No, I was about to say I'm college educated, and also say I have a college education. And midway through, I was like, "God, I'm shooting myself in the foot in so many ways." I wanted to say cool, and then started to say great. <laughs> Story of my fucking life. Right, oh my god. Ugh, I love Tina Fey. Um, but yeah. So that uh, that concludes this episode, guys, and we will see you next week. Alright, bye! Bye! bye.